One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Say Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I am Courtney Eck. And it's Courtney's day to tell us a terrible story. It is. And you guys, I will save it for the end, but I have a coldest update and I have been dying <laughs> to tell you all the update. When it happened, I wanted to call you, meaning all, all of, of you, you. <laughs> all 70,000 or whatever of you. I was like, I can't, how do I tell them? So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it inside. I'll keep it to the end. The coldest is the lizard I saved two weeks ago. For those of you who are new to the podcast, you have that to look forward to. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you the disgustingly awful story of Lisa Marie Gray. Trigger warning you guys for rape. I'm not going to get into the details, but it's pretty rough. So Lisa Marie Gray was born on July 11th, 1983 and grew up in Dorsey, Mississippi with her brother James, her father John, mother Wanda, and her stepfather Mike. Lisa Marie was described as an all-American girl who was incredibly sweet and bubbly, enjoyed attending youth group and singing in the church choir, and was always known to stand up to bullies. Quote, she was pretty happy-go-lucky, always smiling, her mother said. That's what I remember her by, is her smile. She loved life and she was a good Christian girl. Lisa Marie met her best friend, Lisa, on the first day of kindergarten when their mothers introduced them to each other to distract them from not wanting to be there. No. And I, I think there's not a ton of articles about this case, but the court documents referred to her as Lisa Marie. So I'm, that's what I'm referring to her mm -hmm. as. I'm assuming she went by both names. Lisa described Lisa Marie as, quote, both quiet and outgoing and welcoming to others. She said that when they were small, they would play at working in an office or keeping house. Same. Mm -hmm. She said they would give themselves married names of whatever boy they had a crush on. 
When they were older, they enjoyed dancing to Shania Twain's Any Man of Mine. She also admitted that they had a secret obsession with the Spice Girls. No. <laughs> That's so sweet. So sweet. Lisa Marie had been the junior class vice president, was a member of Chorus Sextet Juniorettes, Future Educators of America, and Future Business Leaders of America. She was the secretary of DECA, which stands for the Distributive Education Clubs of America. <laughs> and she was a diamond girl, which I believe is a female who assists with the rebel baseball team at Ole Miss. Oh. In 2000, Lisa Marie would have been entering her senior year in high school. And she liked to do the hair and makeup of the other girls in school in preparation for their school dances. And she planned to become an elementary school teacher after college. The summer before her senior year, she was working as a waitress at a restaurant that her uncle owned, quote, a place that serves eggs, grits, and biscuits in the morning and hamburger, steak, and catfish later in the day. Yum. Right? Same I don't want up. any of that. And I want all of that. You know it was good. Mm-hmm. It was the type of place that caters to, quote, families, truck drivers, factory workers, and local retirees. And Lisa Marie's smile and sweet personality was a welcome addition to the wait staff. On Thursday, June 22nd, Lisa Marie worked an evening shift and her mom and stepfather had stopped in around 6 p.m. for coffee and pie and to plan a trip to see her aunt that weekend. Her mom said she was in a particularly cheerful mood and her stepfather brought it up too later that evening. The restaurant closed at 9 p.m., and once it had, the staff spent the next couple of hours cleaning up and preparing for the next day. So Lisa Marie was usually home around 11 p.m. At around 1040 that night, Lisa Marie's friend called the home she shared with her parents to talk about a ski trip they'd planned. And her mother, Wanda, took a message and left it on Lisa Marie's pillow. She decided to call the restaurant and make sure Lisa Marie would be home soon like she told her friend she would and an employee confirmed she'd just left. It was only a five-minute drive from the restaurant to her house, and when 15 minutes passed with no sign of her, her parents started to feel concerned. Wanda called a man named Richard Talent, who was one of the cooks at the restaurant, and he said he'd seen a car on the side of the road with its flashers on as he'd driven home and was happy to double back and see if it was Lisa Marie. Wanda and Mike also drove to the location where he'd seen the car and found Lisa Marie's green Honda Accord stranded where Richard had passed it. The car was unlocked, and Lisa Marie's purse and cell phone were laying in plain view on the front seat. While Wanda drove down the road to see if she could spot Lisa Marie walking home, they searched the rest of the car and found that her right front tire was flat and that someone had stabbed it with a utility knife. Police were called and immediately started questioning the employees and customers that had been at the restaurant that night. Multiple people reported that a man had come in just before closing and had asked for, quote, another one of the delicious cheeseburgers he'd had when he'd been in earlier that day. Mm -mm. The kitchen agreed to make one for him while the rest of the staff closed up. Luckily, Richard Talent said he'd recognized the man because he'd gone to school with him and identified him as 36-year-old Thomas Eddie Loden Jr. Thomas Edwin Loden Jr. grew up in Itawamba County, 
Mississippi, which is where <laughs> Lisa Marie grew up. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Itawamba County and graduated from high school in 1982. After school, he joined the Marines and served in Desert Storm before he returned to the States. In around 1995, Loden took a trip to Virginia Beach, met a black jack dealer named Cat, and they soon fell in love and got married. They moved to Vicksburg, Mississippi, where he worked as a Marine re- recruiter, and they had a daughter in 1997. Loden had been raised by his grandparents, and he and Kat had plans to build their dream house, which they called the Refuge, near the 175-acre farm he'd grown up on after he retired from the Marines. He wanted to farm the land while Kat attended law school and eventually gave birth to more children. Sounds like a great plan. I, yeah, Let's you know what? Stick sounds to the beautiful. Plan. Why do you stick yeah. to the plan? Sounds lovely. Your wife's going to be a lawyer. You get to be a mm-hmm. gentleman farmer. Yeah. Gorgeous. Do it. What else more do you need? That's all. No, yeah. Nothing else. And that's the end of the story. I just wanted to Good. tell you guys about this guy who had a cool life. Good. And this teenage girl who went on to be an elementary school teacher. Perfect. And it was great. Thank you for that story. And uh, unfortunately, that's not the case because things weren't all fresh air and military honor within the Loden family. Kat said that she knew her husband was a, quote, little deviant when she'd Mm -hmm. agreed to marry him, but hoped family life would calm him down a bit. The opposite seemed to happen, unfortunately, and she said she'd been shocked by the Internet searches she'd found on their computer and had found that he'd been having sexual conversations with other women in chat rooms. No. When she confronted him about his infidelity, he begged for forgiveness and promised to stop, but that, of course, did not last for long. In the years leading up to 2000, she said that he'd started to involve her in violent fantasies. Quote, he was always saying that he was going to hide in the house, act like a burglar, and rape me. Ah. You are both in happy to participate sure. in that kink by all means, but it doesn't sound like she was super consenting of that. And to have that just sprung upon you, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Well, to be threatened to be raped by your husband is no. terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's awful. Like not, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-mm. no, no. That's just rape at that point. I don't yeah, think that's hundred yeah, percent fantasy, no. right? No. There were also times when large sums of money had disappeared from their bank account and she suspected he was having affairs with other women. When she tried to work on their issues, Loden refused to admit there was a problem and he would instead gaslight her and accuse her of not believing him. Mm. Quote, hardcore pornography along with sexual acting out was becoming the center of Tom's life and was tearing their marriage apart. Quote, I began to feel like I was married to a man I didn't even know, Kat said. It was what our fights were about all the time. In everything else, we had a great marriage. But in this, he was out of control. In June of 2000, police learned that Loden had driven the six hours from Vicksburg to Dorsey to help out his grandmother, who was bound to a wheelchair. Police went to Loden's grandmother's home first thing the next morning, and she said he was still sleeping when they arrived. So they chose not to question him at that point and focused on gathering evidence and continuing to question other patrons of the restaurant instead. I'm assuming someone higher up ripped those officers a new one, is what I wrote, (laughs) Mm -hmm. when they returned to the station to report that they'd let their main suspect get his beauty rest instead of questioning him about the disappearance of a 16-year-old girl. This was in the court paper, and I was like, you got 
to be kidding me. And then it was like, and then these officers returned at 7.30 a.m. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Imagine being the officers that were like, okay, ma'am, we'll come back another time. No. 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 So when they returned, Loden's grandmother told them that he'd gone fishing at a nearby pond. I bet he did. I bet he very quickly went fishing at a nearby pond. You're lucky he didn't go fishing forever. Right. In the pond in Mexico. Because exactly. You gave this guy like however long, even minutes. I'm assuming this was like an hour, 30 minutes. I don't know. Whatever amount of time you allowed him could have ended up with him never coming, ever being held accountable for the insanely awful things he did to this girl. So when they arrived at the pond, there was no sign of Loden or any fishing gear. Big surprise. So they returned to the house where his grandmother said she had honked her horn three times, which was his sign that he needed to return home, but he had not returned. Officers asked if they could have permission to search the house and car while they waited, and she agreed. When they searched the bedroom Loden had slept in the night before, they found a pair of shorts with what appeared to be blood in the crotch. Mm. Inside of the grandmother's car, they found a three-foot length of green military rope fashioned into a, quote, handcuff-style knot. They looked into Loden's van and could see soiled boots and gloves in the front, and so at that point, they obtained a search warrant for Loden's van as well as the rest of his grandmother's farm, and the van was towed to the Highway Patrol headquarters. Once at the headquarters, they found Lisa Marie's body stuffed under a seat in the back that had been folded down. Oh, God. She was that's awful. Awful. I don't know why it makes it extra awful that they didn't find her until after it had been towed, but that I know. is awful. I know. But thank God they got there when they did. Thank God yeah. some police officer was like, get your ass back to the house and don't wait for him to wake up from his little night nights. Like, get right. your ass back there and get to investigating because, and you'll hear very quickly, it would have been very easy for him to dispose of her. Had they not? Yeah. So she was nude and her hands and feet had been tied with the same rope that police had found in Loden's grandmother's car. They also found Lisa Marie's clothes, a gun and ammunition, a key to her Honda, hair fibers, several blades for a box cutter that were similar to the one found in her tire, and... (laughs) You took... I was going to do it. I was going to do it. (laughs) A camcorder and three video cassettes. I'm so, uh, I'm always grateful that there is that much evidence, but also good Lord help us all. Exactly right. Yes, exactly right. Trigger warning again for attempted suicide, but also rape. Again, I'm not going to go into the details, but it's not good. Police continued their search for Loden, and just a couple of hours later, someone spotted him in a ditch north of the farm. He was alive, but had superficially slashed his wrists and carved I'm sorry in his chest with a broken beer bottle. And so he was Mirandized and taken to the hospital for treatment. I just, thinking about this 40-year-old man throwing this baby fucking hissy fit, Mm-hmm. And like a teenager carving, I'm sorry, I'll draw, I'm assuming like all drunken in his chest with a broken beer bottle yeah. like that. No. 
Something about that just pisses me right the hell off. Yeah, it's just a false flag. Yeah. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it's just so... It immediately makes it about you. The wounds were so superficial. Right. To try to be a sympathetic character when you are yeah. just a monster. A f- yeah. absolute monster. You had to throw yourself in a ditch and no. wait for someone to find you as they drove. Grow up. Seriously. Grow up. Seriously. <sighs> he denied having anything to do with Lisa Marie's murder, but a search warrant was obtained to take tissue samples from his body, and he was arrested once he was released from the hospital. In the meantime, police reviewed the videos they'd found in Loden's van. And when the video started, it showed Lisa Marie partially clothed and tied up in the back of the van. And then it cut several times to show her completely nude and having various horrible sex acts forced upon her throughout the night. And this is one of those cases that, generally speaking, even if we know something horrible happened to them and they can assume what they think happened to the person to have transcripts of no a video of exactly everything that happened to her no it, no and yeah. the trauma caused by having to make people watch that no and and Mm-mm. and no Mm-mm. no just having read it i was immediately regretful and then i was like i just yeah this one's been haunting me yeah all weekend as a result I'm so, so sorry yeah no it's Awful. so Horrible, but also kind of good to be reminded of the absolute horror of this, of what these people experience. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it happens. Right. I really can't I think believe it helps it. keep it in perspective that these yeah. are real stories about real people who yep. go through really horrendous, awful yep. things. Until I have to really go there for a moment with them and be with them in that mm-hmm. moment is very humbling, very mm-hmm. upsetting. So at the end of the videos, she was dead. She had been cleaned up and posed back in the back of the van, at which point Loden violated her further. No. Once Loden was in jail, his wife reached out to police to inform them that he wanted to make a statement. Patrons and employees had seen him in the restaurant early in the day on the 22nd, and he had flirted with Lisa Marie while he was there. He then returned at closing time, parked his van next to Lisa Marie's car, ordered a burger, and then went back outside to puncture her tire behind his van, which was obscuring the view from the restaurant. He assumed she would make it down the road away from the restaurant before the tire would be completely flat, and he was right. He then drove up the road and waited over an hour for her to leave so he could follow her and appear to help when the tire went flat. He also called his wife and engaged her in a sexually explicit conversation in preparation for what he planned to do to Lisa Marie. Wow. That's some dark shit. Isn't it, though? Isn't it? Imagine being his wife and knowing... uh, And you have a daughter. You have a three-year-old daughter. No. Just as he'd hoped, Lisa Marie's tire went flat around 10.45 p.m. And Loden pulled up and offered to help, saying, quote, Don't worry, I'm a Marine. We do this kind of stuff. He said that she made a comment that she never want to be a Marine, which angered him. And he ordered her into his van 
and drove her around for four hours and brutally assaulted her in various locations that he then mapped out for police. Mm -mm. He said at one point he stopped by his grandmother's house to get a glass of water for Lisa Marie, a comforter from his bedroom, and a cucumber from the kitchen. No. He claimed that he didn't remember making the videotape, but he said he was the only other person in the van, so couldn't think of who else could have made it. <laughs> what a weird thing to yep. not to claim that you don't remember. Yep. He also, I, yeah, just like getting it all the way up to this point and then trying to pull back to try to kill yourself and just be like, well, yeah. I, I'm so sorry. I just can't imagine that I would actually do this. I couldn't have possibly done it, but I must have done it. Right. Yeah. I sat in the car for an hour and waited for her fully premeditating this mm -hmm. crime, but I didn't really mean to. No, I just wanted to to rape her for four hours, drive around uh, this county and rape her all over the place. But I didn't want to, I didn't know that I took a video of it. That's weird. Yeah, I got her a drink of water. <sighs> he also claimed he couldn't remember killing her, but he must have, quote, put her in a sleeper hold and choked her to death. Oh, God. She had died from suffocation and strangulation. I don't think I've killed her, but if I had, mm -hmm. I probably would have done it this no. way. He said when he woke up on the morning of the 23rd, he found Lisa Marie's body in his van. And he then went back to grandma's house for a cup of coffee. Mm -mm. Once he was caffeinated enough to dispose of the 16 year old that he'd tortured for four hours and then murdered the night before. He drove around to think and then took a walk in the woods behind his grandmother's house. While he was taking his nature walk, he heard officers calling for him, and so he hid until they were gone. Mm. When police searched the area in question, they found a shovel next to a large hole that someone had recently dug behind the lake he told his grandmother he'd be fishing at, so it doesn't seem that he'd just taken an innocent walk to clear his head that morning. Oh, you, you don't say. I'm surprised by that. I know. I, sometimes after I brutally um, torture and murder a 16 year old girl i just like to go out and really just take it all in you know yeah yeah be one Listen with nature to birds chirping mm -hmm. identify some Fungus. wildflowers some mushrooms mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe gather a few wild nettles to <laughs> make fiddleheads a, yes oh, oh, fuck you dude i can't even do it <sighs> Just admit it, to not be able to get to that point to just be like, you know what? I have a serious problem. I am a seriously damaged person. And I did this insane thing and I videotaped it because I wanted to. And I killed her because I wanted to. And then I was going to bury her body because I didn't want to get caught. Right. Like, Done. don't, why? Can't just do it. Just, just do that. Your people pleasing days are officially over. Yeah, there's nobody in this planet's going to be like, well, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're sorry. No, dude, no. no. Yeah, like, mm -mm. Oh, man. Well, he kind of felt bad about it. He had to go clear his head. Nope. Don't. No. Uh, the one tiny mercy the scumbag offered Lisa Marie and her loved ones was that in September of 2001, he pled guilty to all six charges against him. 
which spared them from having to endure a trial where they would have had to learn the insanely heinous things he'd done to her. God, I hope they never, ever, ever, ever learned any of it. I, that was all I could think about. Mm -mm. I think then it just consumes you, right? If that's what you know about your loved one. I would go insane. Yeah. Yeah. And such vulnerable, like there were very vulnerable things mentioned and it's, yeah, it, it would destroy a person and to have to endure like as a juror, I just feel like that should be illegal. Like I feel like it, it has to be done, but also I could not recover from having to watch the things that I read. There's no way. No. So that is the thing I am grateful for for this case is that he did plead guilty. At sentencing, he apologized to Lisa Marie's family and claimed he would never do anything to hurt them again. Well, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) No, you did it. You did plenty. Thank you very much. Yeah. And also you don't have a choice, but to not hurt me. It's not like you've decided you're the, you're just so great that you have decided that that's all you're going to do to them. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. Well, I guess we can rest assured that we're safe now. You learned from his mistakes. Ugh. Fucking scumbag. Her mother said after the fact, quote, the one comfort I did have was that he was locked up and not getting out. I didn't have to worry about him doing the same thing with other little girls. Yeah. Loden was sentenced to four 30-year sentences to run consecutively plus death. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. He was immediate. Uh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was immediately like, whoops, a daisy on the capital murder charge and tried to appeal his conviction and death sentence multiple times. But his appeals were denied and he spent 21 years on death row. Hmm. I mean, I imagine if you did what he did to a 16 year old girl in the South, mind you. Yeah. Even a guilty plea i don't even know if it was a plea or if he just pled guilty just was like yeah i am guilty yeah i'm not necessarily a plea deal but yeah and there's video evidence of what you did to her Mm -hmm. i don't know if you can plea out of that so then on wednesday december 14th 2022 quote loden visited with his family friends his attorneys and the mdoc chaplain His final meal comprised two fried bone-in pork chops, a baked sweet potato, fried okra, Pillsbury Grand Biscuits with butter and molasses, peach cobbler with French vanilla ice cream, and Lipton sweet tea. Prison guard said, quote, he was upbeat and cheerful and seemed ready to go. He was quite upbeat and he ate heartily. (laughs) His final statement was, Quote, I would like to express to the Gray family and anyone else I hurt how deeply remorseful I am for everything I did. I know these things are mere words and cannot erase the damage I did. For the last 20 years, I've tried to do one good deed every single day to replace the loss my actions took from this world. If nothing, I hope you get peace and closure. He then said, I love you in Japanese. <laughs> Closed his eyes and passed away. One of Lisa's mother's friends said, quote, two weeks ago, I went with Wanda and I was praying and praying hard. And it's hard to say I was praying for something that is very cold. But then again, we need to have peace for Lisa. Lisa needs closure and so does family and friends. 
I think that there was a potential that he wasn't going to be executed mm-hmm. right before he was executed. Lisa said, quote, as close as we were, we shared everything together. He took that away, but I wanted to be as close as I can to what's happening. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's over. I want to be there for her. Mm-hmm. Lisa Marie's mother attended the execution and said that she had forgiven him years ago. Quote, you just have this thing hanging over your head all these years. Lisa is always going to be in my heart and my mind. She said, I forgive you, Eddie Loden. I just felt at peace about it, but I started crying. I felt like I was betraying Lisa. But her pastor, she said, assured her that God would want her to forgive Loden. (laughs) And that, my darlings, is the brief but horrible case of poor, sweet, innocent, young, brutalized Lisa Marie Gray. How is it real life? How is it real life? How is it real life? How does a Marine just just do that? Just be yeah. like, this is the plan tonight. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Where does it come from, you guys? Where does it come from? I'm happy to not have a bunch of stuff to discuss and unravel, but at the same time, it's like, how do you just be that bad? Where does that much badness come from? Yeah. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. No, I don't know. It's so awful. Yep. I'm sure bad things happened to him. His parents, his grandparents raised him. So I don't know the circumstances, but he didn't have parents and maybe bad things happened to him along the way, but bad things happen to all kinds of people. Absolutely. And you don't do that to another human being and videotape it. No. So you can enjoy it later. And premeditate it and involve your wife. No. And, oh, gaslight your wife for months and years leading up to it and like plan this whole life with her and pretend like you're just a cool Marine who wants to be a gentleman farmer while she becomes a lawyer and have a bunch more kids. And you can't, you just can't do that to people. No. No. Or yourself. You could just have a cool life, dude. You could just have a cool life. Look at porn. Your wife is sticking by you. She doesn't care if you look at porn. Yeah. Go find a little group or something, you know, like just something. God, figure it out. Get some medication, get some therapy, whatever. Just don't do that. It's just not that hard to not do that to a 17 year old, 16 year old girl. No. So awful. And her entire family and everyone who loved her. Oh, man. Yeah. Small mercies, though, that he pled guilty. My God. I Seriously. That is like one of the best things that's happened in the four years that we've been doing this is to find out that he didn't put people through that. Yeah. And I'm not giving him some big fucking gold star, but just energetically, universally, the fact that that happened is... Thank God for that. Thank God for that. My endless, endless love and peace being sent to Lisa Marie's family. And I'm glad that you had closure. 21 years you had to wait. Last year, two years ago, they got closure. That's insane. So yes, there's not a whole lot else to say about that case other than fuck him. On a much happier note, for those of you who are new, I am in New Orleans. I'm 
working out of my best friend's Airstream while I'm down here. That's where I'm recording right now. And one of the first weeks we got here, we're standing outside doing some yard work. And I look over and there's this little teeny tiny lizard climbing up this very spiky plant. It's like not even a cactus. It's just made of spikes. I don't know what it is, but it is (laughs) razor spike spike plant. plant. Yeah. And I was like, sir, what, like, what are you doing? And we all look over and we're like, oh my God, this crazy lizard. What are you doing? Climbing the spike plant. And so I went over and I started talking to it and it was like cocking its head and looking at me and I put my hand out and it just climbed right onto my hand. And I was like, this is so cute. And also I'm a little worried about this lizard because geckos do not do that. They run, they're fast. They don't want to have anything to do with people, but this gecko and I were really vibing and he was listening to me. He was like doing like a little dog, like, hmm? Hmm? <laughs> and so it was like, this lizard is not going to make it through the freeze that was coming up the next day. It dropped below freezing for almost three days here. And so I was like, I got to save this little lizard. And my wife was like, you're in crazy. But Clint was like, that's yes, let's save this tiny lizard. They found an aquarium. I built him a this little enclosure. I put sticks and leaves and stuff in it to simulate his environment. I dug up huge chunks of dirt with like grubs and worms so he could hunt while he was in there. So he hated it. He fucking hated his enclosure and just climb his little sticky hands all the way up to the top and was just like suspended by the <laughs> top of out. it. Let me out. Yeah, pissed at me. So Clint and I decided he could be an indoor outdoor lizard and we let him out of the cage and I was like, listen, I'm going to keep the door to this Airstream closed. And then once it's warm again, I'll open it up and you can go out. So then last week, Clint brought a bunch of stuff into the house and his husband said he saw a little, he found a little tiny lizard in the house and it was very slow. And so he put it in the window to warm up and we're like, yeah, it was the coldest. Hooray. The coldest made it. He hitchhiked into the house and he's fine. <laughs> so then last week, I think it was Thursday. I was working and I look over and I have a video. We will post a video. I made a little slideshow of DeColdest's journey. (laughs) You guys, I look over at the edge of the table where I work and there's a little tiny, teeny, tiny little lizard head poked up over the side of the desk. (laughs) Hello. What are you doing? (laughs) It was like 75 degrees out that day. I had the door open and I he must have just caught a whiff of fresh air. And he was like, <laughs> it's time, time to go. go. <laughs> and he climbed up out and he got fast because he warmed up and he was fast. And he was, <laughs> I have a video, I put it's in the, the little montage I made. But there's a video of him like looking longingly out the window, like <laughs> his head cocked to the side. And it was much harder to catch this time, but I got my flannel and sort of corralled him gently and got him onto the flannel and brought him outside and put him on a plant. And he was so happy. And then we just chilled for a while and chatted. And I just cannot believe that I have a lizard soulmate. (laughs) And I cannot believe it worked. I saved the coldest. (laughs) And he just just hid out in the crack behind the desk. And then when it was time, he just... Hip hip hooray for DeColdest. Oh my God, to look over and he was just like, hello. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. It'd been like a week and a half and I had not seen him. Oh, I also got to watch him take a little sip of water off of a leaf. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't get that on video, but oh, you guys, DeColdest lived. I can't believe it. I was so excited. 
<laughs> so many people have asked about him. And like I said, I just wanted to call you guys. I was like, it's how happening. do I tell them? How do I let them know? Well, there you go. <laughs> and I made you a montage so you can all enjoy yes. the, the wild adventures of DeColdis Crawford, my lizard, <laughs> who's now free. Oh, love that story. Love it. Love it so much. Um, you know who else we love? Our Patreon supporters. Our Patreon supporters. For as little as $5 a month, you guys, you can get a whole other catalog of episodes of this podcast. Like 170 <laughs> of them. So many. So, or just support us because it is a lot of work and we don't make a lot of money doing this. So if you want us to make more money to be able to continue to do it, that is the way to make that happen. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I help mean, us. Help us. Yeah. If I if I enjoy something, I'm willing to give $5 a month for it to continue to, to keep Heck going. Yeah. But you also, on top of that, get a shit ton of additional content. And you get a little shouty outy eventually. Yeah, we're, we're we're getting there. We're trying. We are trying. Uh, this week, we're going to knock through as many as we possibly can, starting with whom, Sadie? Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Doing full name to Chloe Toy. Chloe Toy. <laughs> it's T-O-Y-E. Toy. Toy. <laughs> or Toy-E. 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 <laughs> Regardless. Chloe Toy. Chloe <laughs> is not a toy. She's not delicate. You can't play with her. You cannot pick her up and handle her like she belongs to you. Chloe is a independent person, an autonomous being who is brave and intelligent and capable and kind. Chloe is so beautiful, it will blow your mind. You might then want to say, she is something I can possess, but no, Chloe is not for you. Chloe does not adore you. Chloe will let you know what Chloe wants from you. And let me tell you, it's not that because <laughs> Chloe doesn't need another single human being. Chloe's got this shit all wrapped up. She's just fine. Chloe will love you sometimes, but only when Chloe decides to, because Chloe's not your toy, dear. Chloe is a fighter. Chloe is beside herself with how much love she has for her own self and not for you unless she wants to. And then you'll know it. She will show it. It will feel like sunshine. But that's <laughs> what Chloe's love is. We love you, Chloe. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much to Madison M. Madison is the baddest one. She is taking her hog downtown. <laughs> Madison is popping wheelies, ramping over guys and squealing. 
you motherfuckers don't have shit on me. And then the flames shoot out the back and burn off hats and eyebrows. Madison then squeals a donut to or 47 donuts around a bunch of confused people who are like, oh, whoa, 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 what is happening? And Madison's like, don't worry about it. Try to keep up. You can't. And then she drives off to the sea and has a nice vacation with some cocktails and a hammock. Because Madison deserves to be soft when Madison wants to. Because you can't be a badass all the time, even though Madison could because she is powerful enough. But she needs self-care, too. <laughs> Yes. Take care of yourself, Madison. You can't be a badass yeah. all the time. Wear a helmet on that hog. <laughs> Definitely. And also <laughs> try to spare some eyebrows and hats while you're at it. <laughs> or not. Or not. Your, your call. Yep. Thank you so much to Grace C. Oh, God. Grace C. Come on. Grace C. What do you have for me? She says, come on down and I'll show you what I'm made of. I'm made of things that you cannot define with English language or any written human language. It's more of a vibe. <laughs> Grace C is first and foremost gracefully among us. She floats, she flies, she reaches your eyes with her invasive beauty. It's like a non-native species climbing in your eyes and in your brain and taking it over until you're obsessed with her and you don't know why, where she's from or how she got here. But she's Gracie. That's the, she makes you want to cry. <laughs> it's probably because you're not evolved enough to understand how someone like Gracie came to be on this planet no one knows the origin of her immaculate conception <laughs> even her parents might be listening and saying well we know for sure where she came from I assure you folks you do not know <laughs> the true origin of that being the grace sea though she may be an illusion of a human, Gracie, <laughs> has evolved from something much more powerful and knowing. Ooh. We love you, Gracie. Thank you so much for evolving and being here and then becoming yes. a Patreon supporter. That Holy cow, we are lucky. We are so lucky. <laughs> Last but not least. Last but certainly not least. Thank you so much to Kenzie D. Kenzie <laughs> Deliciously, immaculately finding your way through the sea of mediocrity. I give you a pass. I give you a badge for being as exquisite as you are and putting up with everyone near and far who tries to make you think you're one of them, but you know you're not. You know you are exceptional. 
you know, you know things they don't know. You know, you see things as you grow and they stay stagnant in your dust. But you know that you who must continue to love them, show them grace, even though they aren't worthy. But then you'll find someone who can keep up with you. I promise you will find someone who makes you feel that you are not alone here. It can be lonely being better. It can be hard to knit a sweater for (laughs) someone who barely has the strength to put it on and appreciate what you have made them. But you just keep being you and you will find it will come through everything you've wanted for yourself. It will find you eventually. Mm, I think you just tapped into some uh, fortune telling some psychic. Yeah, insights. that's just, uh, I am but a vessel. That is what spirit <laughs> wanted you to hear. Baby, it's, uh, God, Jesus, Buddha and Shiva and Vishnu and everyone just and came through everyone. me. All of the gods. Aphrodite, everyone. So you're this welcome. This is the official launch of our cult. Yep. You are welcome. Yeah. When I channel <laughs> these messages, they are from every god. Lilith. Uh, everyone. So you're welcome. I, yeah. uh, it's a humbling experience to carry these messages <laughs> through to you, but that's what I'm here for. Um, we love you, you so to, much we love you so much and if you really want to spend more time with this bodacious cult that we have built you can find us on Instagram Facebook, TikTok YouTube at They Will Kill you can go to our website theywillkill.com and you can message us email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com you can rate and review and subscribe to us please yes, and thank you, AJ Bergens, for your music. Thank you so much. And remember, I wrote one down this week. Once momento, and we'll do name time next week because we got a pretty good list going. Yes. Um, oh, oh, this is nice. I saw a Reddit thread that made me really emotional actually it was like what are some good things about the United States of America Aww, as yeah. from a foreign perspective and it was really it actually made me cry a little bit and a lot of people in the comments were like thank you for putting this together it really made me cry but one of the things that I loved the most was that one thing that is unique to the United fairly unique to the United States is wandering hype people wandering hype how- Yes. About how at least like once a day you will either be the recipient of or be or witness a wandering hype person in the United States, which is like our American tendency to hype up strangers over (laughs) really sort of mundane things. But for example... If somebody's in a grocery store and chooses the perfect melon, someone else might be like, oh, my God, that looks that is going to be so good, (laughs) you know, or or like, I love your outfit. Or if someone starts like singing or playing a song, inevitably somebody nearby will start singing along or dancing along. You know, we do hype each other. Well, 
in a really strange way. Like we are at total <laughs> odds with each other. That strangers will hype you up in this country. And that is, <laughs> yeah, a, that is a really lovely thing. And so be somebody's wandering hype person. I was playing ski ball on Saturday night. We went to a bar that had ski ball. And this woman next to me was trying to video herself playing ski ball. And it wasn't, you know, it's a hard thing to do. And so I offered and she was like, no, I'm okay. That's good. And then I had extra quarters and it's kind of, it's just more fun to play ski ball with somebody next to you. And so this woman uh, gave her some quarters to play, continue to play ski ball with me. And then she like nudges me a couple minutes later and hands me the camera to record her playing ah. ski ball. And I was like zooming in and zooming out. And then she hit <laughs> a 5,000. I got so excited and I like kind of lost control of the camera and stuff. And I was like, I think that, I don't know if that last one was good because I got so excited. For <laughs> and then at the end, we like hugged and stuff. She's like, thanks so much. And like yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to so be a wandering nice. hype person. So <laughs> get out there, wander and hype people up. You don't have to be in the United States. Everybody appreciates a little wandering hype. Even in the UK, I know you're a stoic bunch, but my my UK friends do love my American like um, like hype of them. <laughs> <laughs> I work with a bunch of Brits. And I don't know if they know what to do with me half the time, but I, they, get, they have a little British smirk that tells me that they, <laughs> that appreciate, they appreciate my hyperbole and my enthusiasm. Or at least them. that's what your American brain tells you. It's fine. It's I, it's what I have to do. It's how I'm programmed. But they're just like, very good. And I'm like, oh, you're amazing. Cheerio. <laughs> we love you Brits the most we love you Aussies we love you South Africans we love you Koreans we love you Czechoslovakians we love all of you go out there hype each other up come back find us next week and um, you'll be sorry that you did <laughs> endlessly sorry <laughs> we love you oh my god I just I just glanced at my phone I've got some stuff for sale online yeah on Facebook Marketplace and Mackenzie Pepper just messaged me ah, it's meant to be <laughs> oh we All love right, you so much everyone. thanks for being here and we'll see you real soon we'll see you next time goodbye 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.